0: Welcome to Best Kept Secrets Travel, episode 27. My name's Morgan.
1: And my name's Will. And on today's episode, we're doing our first ever Best Kept Secrets Travel interview with our first special guest who we're about to do an intro. But in the episode, you're going to be listening to everything from guns being pointed in faces, meeting strangers, and best kept secrets. So let's roll the intro. Roll the intro best friends and that's for life who stay traveling i'm talking worldwide 65 countries between the two every moment is so unbelievable sharing the best kept secrets about the trips and mistakes they made that they can't forget so tell me if you're ready for a time to remember as they gear up for the next adventure yeah best kept secrets travel In today's episode, we are interviewing Ben. He's 26 years old and from the northeast of England. Ben has so far travelled to a whopping 37 countries and is looking to explore many more. Morgan met Ben at a bus stop in Italy as they both tried to stop a drunk man harassing a woman at a bus stop. (laughs) Ben and Morgan then went on to San Marino together and explored this little hidden gem. Uh, So I guess, Ben, firstly,
0: the first question will be, what did you think of San Marino and was it what you expected?
2: Um, it actually wasn't what I expected. Definitely not. But what? Um, what did yeah, you? Yeah, exceeded all of my expectations. It. Uh, I expected like, sort of like this. I don't know. Small. This, it's hard to explain that. I, I, I don't know what. Yes, yeah, this. I, I knew it was like this small independent country within Italy, but I just thought it was like more of like a. Um, commune like, more civilized than not civilized, like more of a like a bigger community rather than. I suppose we didn't get to explore the the whole of San Marino. It was mainly s- sort of just that uh, the the castle, which I would have liked to mm. delve more into the actual town to know, like the, the to understand the town more than than just the tourist part. Um, yeah, that, that but makes it was sense. like this old medieval yeah castle, castle. That, it's kind of just a place to go to see this castle yeah, yeah. it was yeah, a lot prettier than I but expected. it definitely Dixie, yeah definitely it was very picturesque like like uh, like for the photos it was just like you know perfect background backdrop like the, the I remember you mm. got that photo of uh, Looking back onto the the castle, and you, yeah, I remember you was standing up cool. on the wall like
0: <laughs> nearly. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't nearly falling off. I was <laughs> fine.
2: Mm. No, you were comfortable. You could say that, <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, no, I
1: was. So, oh, yeah, just so we can get to know you a little bit better, where is the weirdest place that you've ever slept during your
2: travels. Oh, the weirdest place I've ever slept. Um... I don't actually know. Um... Probably (laughs) in a... Um... So, I was in Uganda, um, and I did a safari tour. So... Mm-hmm. I was in Kampala, which is the capital city, and we traveled like six hours to the Congo border, um, Murchison uh, National Park. And you got to these, like, you, you actually, it took six hours to get there. And then when you when you got there, you had to then spend another half an hour just driving to the, to the camp. And the next day we were planning on doing a safari tour. And um, so we basically slept in this, like, tent, and it was like not like a glamping, but it was. It had beds in it, uh, with mosquito nets. Yeah, yeah. And there was like two bunk beds or so four beds in a tent, um, and it was absolutely incredible because when you woke up in the morning, there was like elephants, there was like uh, flamingos, uh, and you were kind of just walk walking by these like by the nature. It was, That's yeah, amazing. It was, it was such an experience.
0: Do you prefer a window seat or an aisle seat on a plane?
2: The aisle seat, actually. Just because More I like to stretch room. my legs, and I feel like you can do that, you know, when the trolleys aren't running up and down the aisle, you can kind of get a good amount of like your legs stretched out, and you get first, first, uh, first choice at the at the little. <laughs> The minibar. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Would you
1: rather explore the deepest part of the ocean or the deepest part of space?
2: Um, the deepest part of space. Ooh. Would you rather...
0: Be the last person on Earth, or be the first person on Mars, but you'll never be able to come back home?
2: Um, so the, the last person on Earth, or the first person on Mars? Um, yep. The last person on Earth. I think so, yeah. Mm. I like my own company. No. So
1: you've got three countries, and you either visit... Yeah. Never visit, or live in... And it's Austria, the Netherlands, or Switzerland.
2: Uh... Oh, that's a tough one. Um, so, never visit Austria, live in Switzerland, and visit the Netherlands.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. Good choices. So now we'll move on to some of the main questions. That was a little bit to break the ice, just to start with. Uh, so the first Can question I... we got here, yeah, have you ever been scammed whilst travelling? And if so, how would you avoid it next time?
2: Uh, yeah. So I got. Um, <laughs> I was um, I was travelling in um, Serbia. On my So I went for, I think, three days. Um, just kind of wung it, you know, as it went along. Um, as you do, just kind of got... Just turned up at the airport, got a taxi. Um, and Headed into the, the city centre. Um, that was all well and good. So I kind of had an idea of like roughly how much it cost to go to the airport. Um, so... So I had two days in Serbia just doing, you know, exploring stuff and seeing stuff. And, um, I was actually walking through the park one day and there was like a crowd of people and there was a guy playing chess with people. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a huge chess fan. So, so I was watching him and he was kind of okay. He was, you know, not great, but you know, okay. Um, uh, I left, I went and explored the park and I came back and uh, and I wanted to have a look again, see what was going on. There's a different guy playing. So I was like, okay, I'll give this guy a run for his money. So we had a game of chess and uh I beat him with ease. No problem. And then he gave he was like asking me for a second game. So I was like, Okay, yeah. So the second game was a little bit harder. Um, there was a few blunders and and so forth and, and I, I really thought like, oh, this is getting a bit difficult. And then he 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 made a, a stupid mistake, and it kind of lost him the game, and I checkmated him. So he almost won, um, but I beat him. And then the third time, it was like, no, no. I was like, right, I'm I'm leaving. Thank, nice to meet you. And he's like, no, no, come, stay, stay. Let's uh, let's play for let's play for for money. So it was like. I've forgotten how many dinas it was, but it was like equivalent of like twenty euros. So I bet him twenty euros to, to win, and uh, and then we had a game of chess, and it was the best chess player I've ever ever played in my whole entire life. It's just like it last. The game lasted about five minutes before before he won, um, and obviously that's 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 what he does. That's what he that's how he makes his money in the park every day, hoping that tourists just come and. Fall for this trick that he that he's like really crap at chess and then gets you to play, uh, bet money and then <laughs> I mean it, I mean that's of some... course that could have just been a coincidence but the, obviously that's amazing. Um, so uh, yeah, po- I mean I don't know uh, how you what... would avoid that. Just don't bet money in in the in in the street, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was still fun. So. Um, later on that weekend, I got, kind of got, um, sort of scammed in the taxi as well on the way, um, on the way back to the airport. I got kind of scammed twice actually. Um, so I shared a taxi, um, with somebody on, um, back to the, to the hotel that I was staying at. And, uh, the, the person that I was sharing the taxi with, she came, she was half, Croatian, I think, half, uh, half Serbian. So she obviously could, she could speak the language, um, but she was speaking with me in English, and this guy just assumed that she was English, the taxi driver. Um, and when it, when the fee came, it was like extortionate, like hugely extortionate, and uh, and I would have just paid because I wouldn't have known how much it would have cost to get for me to be. Uh, at that time of the night and so forth and uh, this this person was like no no like it was like almost like 30 euros more than what it should have been um and i didn't i didn't pick up on that and she did so um luckily i didn't need to to i kind of got away with that one um but then after the after the trip and i was on my way back to the airport um i asked the guy could i pay i asked the tax driver can i pay on my card because i didn't have any dina's left and i didn't want to take any more money out and he says yeah yeah, no problem problem." um so we're like 10 minutes away from the airport in the taxi and he turns around and says by the way you can't pay on your card and i said well you just said that i I wouldn't have got in the car if you you know i would have went to the bank we're in the city center um and he says uh, no no problem i'll take you to the bank so he took me to the bank uh, in the middle of like nowhere. Uh, it was like out, out, <gasps> ta- like outside of town, and uh, he, he he hands down just said to us like, um, there's a premium you have to pay now because I've took you to the bank. Um, I'm gonna want I, I forgot how many dinars it was, but he basically wanted all this extra money. Um, otherwise he was just gonna leave me in 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 this like <laughs> industrial estate, ten minutes outside of the airport, and. I kind of was forced to kind of pay him up front. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have missed my flight and... Yeah, kind of... <laughs> I was tied, tied into it then. So... That... Yeah. That's not, a nightmare. Not a, <laughs> I, think I, I think it could up cost me, like... Yeah, I think it ended up costing me, like... I think a hundred, like... Something like a hundred pounds or something to go to the airport, when it should have cost, like, thirty... <laughs> Yeah, it was ridiculous because and I, and I, by the way, at the time, I think this is this is maybe advice for somebody who's like who's traveling like, for the, is learn the currency um, because this is a mistake I've learned a few times. Like I generally just don't know the currency, um, so you don't know how much stuff is, um, so you just pay, and you know, obviously the bank machine tells you how much like the conversion is and stuff, but. Um, but yeah, so when I, when I actually looked at the currency like exchange on Google to see actually how much I'd paid him, it was like a 100 quid. I was like, oh, my God, what an idiot.
1: Ben, have you ever been in any dangerous situations whilst you're travelling, and how did you find your way out of it?
2: Um, yeah, so dangerous situations. Uh, I was in a bar um in uganda and there was a guy came up to me and he said he's like i'll have one beer and i was like he's, he said to the to the to the wait, uh the bartender he said, I- i'll have one beer and i'm like he was being so rude and like i'm like no i don't want to if he'd asked me and i would have bought him a beer no problem but it was the way he approached it. I was like, no, I'm not giving into that. I'm just, I just didn't like his attitude. So I was like, no, don't. I said to the bartender, like, don't buy this guy a beer. And he he was like, kept on insist uh, insisting, like, no, he's he's gonna buy me a beer. He's gonna buy me a beer. And he went on and on. And I had to make it really clear to the bartender, like, do not, serve, do not charge me for a beer for for him. Um, so. I got like 10, I was with a group of people. So, um, so we got like 10 beers, um, and a bottle of whiskey kind of to share. So I went over with these drinks to the table and the guy was like, giving me like, you know, like the staring at me and said like, Oh, you're going to regret this. So he actually came over to the table that my friends were at and started drinking the whiskey that i had bought and the beers that i had bought so i just i didn't react or anything it's just obviously i just let him go on with it um and i explained the situation to to my friend who um two of my friends are actually uh, professional professional cricket players uh and it was the reason why i was actually in uganda to visit them uh so they, they were playing um, like 10 years ago for Ugand, uh, in the World Cup for Ugand, Ugandan Cricket. So they're like at high levels, level sport. And they actually knew this guy. He was Ugandan's uh, uh, ch- champion tennis player. So this person had like sort of lost his touch and took to drink and alco- uh, alcohol and drugs and Kind of just fell off the bandwagon and became an arsehole, basically, um, and sorry, I was swear there, um, but yeah. Okay. So I just let him get on with with whatever he needed to do, and uh, and a friend of m- a friend of mine, um, they they were leaving, so we went out to the car to like to, to to wait because we never used to go anywhere like alone. We always used to go in pairs, so we went out to the. Um, to the street and and they got in the car and uh and this guy and a group of group of people actually followed me out and i knew so like we kept on walking and uh they made a phone call and said to the because the cousin was picking them up and said um oh yeah just like go to the next street along we're just going to keep on walking because we feel like we're being followed so we kept on walking and they kept on following us so we tried to lose them and like go down a couple of turns and stuff and they followed us down this alleyway and there was like five, six men following us down this alleyway just because I assumed because I refused to buy them a drink and it was the kind of the attitude maybe that I give them. Um, So I was like really, really kind of panicking at this point. So the car turned up anyways and I was like, said to the guy, uh, the, the cousin of my friend was like, like just let me in this car. Let's do. Let's just drive around the block until, until, uh, until these people like go back and, and get away from them. So he ended up dropping me back off at the front of this club and walked back inside, and I was kind of safe again. But yeah, I can recommend don't when you're in places like that, don't ever go anywhere alone, or you know, always try and avoid conflict like that um, to the, to the best of your ability. But. Yeah, yeah, that was um, in another situation I had um, in 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 Uganda as well. Was um, I was driving uh, one night, and so we used to would like take turns to drive uh, to drive home because like the club was like way out into the sticks, and it was like four o'clock in the morning. So we were driving back to. The apartment, um, and we used there was like three or four cars that we all kind of had because we would over there, there's no kind of thing as like a like a you like a uh, um like a hire car company sort of thing, you just hire a car off whoever has a car kind of thing, and you pay them cash, and there's no sort of insurance kind of goes on or anything like that. And uh, so, these, these friends of mine they knew they had a friend who had a car and, and they had a friend who had a car so there was like f- three four cars overall that we used to just share so i'd been using this people carrier to try to take around this beige uh people carrier and one night uh it took a different car um so the airbnb that we were staying at there was a guard who would like uh, there was two guards that used to work on a uh, rotation shift um, and one of the guys was called Alfred, and every time I went past or every time I went into the gate, he would have to unlock the gate. Uh, and this compound was like wrapped with razor wire, and and I used to just like kind of pay him and give him like a little tip him, um, to like looking after the place sort of thing. And we used to give him fruit and all sorts of like stuff. Um, so like we had a we had a bit of a good connection. Like we'd give each other the note every time we walked past each other, and. This one night when we was driving back at like three four o'clock in the morning, um, I pulled up to the gate. <coughs> Sorry, and uh, he didn't recognize the car, so he came. He was half asleep on the chair. You could see him, so he shot up from his chair, and he had his he had a blowing like AK forty seven on his on his on his lap, and he ran over to the gate. And he pointed it in the window of the car. And I was, like, so stunned. I, I, like, honest to God, I'd, ne- that, I'd never been in a situation like that before. So I wound down the window, and then he realised it was me. And he was, like, ever so, like, apologetic after that. He was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Ben, Ben, I'm so sorry. Please, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Um, and my heart's, like, jumping oh. out of my chest at this point. I like, think, oh, my God, I was... <laughs> Had a fucking. Then uh, the bloomin' AK 47 pointed in my head like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: So the first question I have is: What does it actually feel like in the moment when you have that gun in your face? Does it. Does, is your heart. Does your life flash before your eyes?
2: It's. I don't know, it's just. In, it's like a shock, I suppose. You, you you don't really i kind of felt safe in a way because as soon as i seen him be- before i know that sounds crazy but i' seen who it was and i knew that it he he'd done it out sporadically because it, like because he didn't know who i was because the the, the window was slightly tinted wow that was
1: I can't imagine what it's like being in Ben's position just then.
0: No, I'm not quite sure how I'd react. Like you would, You'd just freeze, wouldn't you?
1: I don't know if you have time to process that whole life flashes before your eyes, because in that split second, the good thing is he saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah, if
0: it was a shock, then if you didn't see it coming, that would have been... I mean, it was definitely a shock, but...
1: I don't know how wow. I react. I want to know how all of you viewers and listeners react to... That's insane.
0: And it's so good. And we've spoken multiple times about how good this and how fun this interview was that we actually kept talking for about two hours. Yeah. So, for that very reason, we're actually splitting this interview up and we have mentioned this into two parts. And that was the end of part one. So, come back next week for part two. Roll the outro.
1: Cheers. Yeah. Let's make it happen, I hope that you can handle uh, Going on adventures, best kept secret travels Yeah, all over the globe Having fun, you know the deal Amazing secret locations, hang out with Morgan and Will uh, Educate and entertain, haggle in the market uh, Sharing their experiences, time to get it started, let's go